Good morning. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 a.m. broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is May 21st. Leading the litur liturgy this morning is Tim Schwann. Preaching this morning is Reverend Daniel Taves. We will be following Lutheran service book, Divine Service Setting 1. To access today's worship folder online, please visit our website at faithfoxvalley.org. From the menu, 
choose Resources, and then Worship Downloads. Then click on the Worship folder for the 21st of May. We join the service already in progress. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Lord's house as we gather together again today to celebrate his grace and his goodness and to just worship our amazing God, the one who is with us all the time and who uh, blesses us with so many gifts. And this is our way to say thank you through our worship. So it's good that you are with us today. If you're uh, participating with us online, we're glad you are with us today as well. Um, it is Sanctity of Human Life weekend for us here at Faith. And this means it's an opportunity for us to rejoice in God's gift of life. We know what the Bible teaches us, that life isn't something we create, but God creates life. God gives value to life, all life. And so we'll have a chance to talk about that today and celebrate that amazing gift. Also, we'll be sharing the sacrament of the Lord's Supper together in worship today. And so, you know, we teach and believe uh, that, the, that in, with and under the bread and wine is the very body and blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. So if you believe that and are sorry for your sins, we ask that you would join us for the sacrament. Those of you who are at home, we hope you have your holy place ready, uh, that you've prepared your bread and wine, and that you'll participate in the confession and absolution, the words of institution, so that you can join with us no matter where you are in the sacrament. It is good to have this great gift and to share it together, isn't it? All right, just some announcements before we really dig in. It's the third weekend of the month, and you know at Faith, on the third weekend of the month, we give away our loose plate offerings. And today we get to do something really special with our loose plate offerings. Since it's Sanctity of Human Life Day, our loose plate offerings will go to an organization here in the Valley called Vida, uh, which supports life and helps moms and dads um, make the decision to keep life and to help them raise that life of that little baby. And uh, so Vida is just an amazing organization. What's new for us this time is the LCMS has given us a grant that all of the monies that are given in the loose plate for Vita today will be matched by the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. So any kind of dollar you put in that's not in the envelope, any loose plate offerings for Vita today gets doubled, matched by the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. So um, now would be a good time to make a donation for life and to help Vita. And if you want to know more about Vita, there's a display set up in the comments and someone will be available after the service. If you'd like to volunteer even to help with that great organization, uh, check it out in the comments afterwards. So today, third week offering is for Vita. Uh, our new devotions series is available in the back of the church. Uh, you know, we write our devotions that will help you prepare for upcoming Sunday's worship, our weekend's worship. That's available for you in the back. 
Uh, you can now follow El Oreganal, our partner village. You know, we support the great kids in, in El Oreganal, Guatemala. Uh, you can support them and follow them on Facebook page, and there's information for you on that uh, in your announcement bulletin. And lastly, don't forget, our summer schedule begins next weekend. That means uh, Sunday morning worship here at Faith is at 8 and 9.30. Uh, during the summertime. And also, Mike wanted me to tell you today's the last day of donuts. So that stops in the summer schedule too. I told him I wasn't going to announce it because I was afraid you'd stop coming to church, but he said, just trust the people, they'll still come. So anyway, summer schedule begins next weekend, 8 and 9.30 worship here on Sunday morning. But then don't forget, we always have our Monday night service at 6 o'clock. So if you're away for the weekend, uh, up in the cottage or camping or just enjoying a beautiful day Sunday, you can still join us Monday nights at 6 o'clock. All right, all that being said, it's time to worship our amazing God together. If you're able, would you stand for the call to worship adapted today from Psalm 47. Clap your hands for joy, all peoples. Praise God with loud songs. The Lord, the Most High, is awesome. He is a great king, ruling all the world. He gave us victory over death and the grave. He has made us to share in his triumph. God goes up to his throne. There are shouts of joy and the blast of trumpets as the Lord goes up. Sing praise to God. Sing praise to our King. God is King over all the world. Praise Him with songs. God sits on His sacred throne. He rules over the nations. He is more powerful than all armies of the world. He rules supreme. Our opening hymn comes from Lutheran Service Book, number 493, A Hymn of Glory Let Us Sing. A hymn of glory let us sing, new hymns throughout the world shall ring. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ by a road before untrod ascends unto the throne of God. Alleluia, 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 alleluia.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our risen Lord Jesus Christ has ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the God, the Father Almighty. Before his departure, Jesus invited us to follow him because he is the way to the Father and the truth and the life. But our sinfulness leads us away from his paths of righteousness. Because Christ ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father, from now on, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Therefore, let us approach our Heavenly Father with a contrite heart and plead for his forgiveness and mercy. Most merciful God, we, we confess, confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy upon us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God has gone up with a shout and now comes to you with a comforting voice of forgiveness. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as one of your called and ordained servants of God, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Worthy, Worthy is the, the Lamb whose death makes, makes me his own. The Lamb is reigning on his throne. Our next hymn comes from Lutheran Service Book number 525. Crown him with many crowns. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake my soul and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as the matchless king through all eternity.
Let us pray. Almighty God, as your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, ascended into the heavens, so we may also ascend in heart and mind and continually dwell there with him, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading appointed for our worship today is taken from the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious to be God, your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Our second reading this morning is taken from the writings of the prophet Isaiah. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. This is what God the Lord says. He who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will, and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory to you. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms put his hands on them, and bless them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Oh, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, the risen Christ. Well, friends, I hope that you'll pull out the little yellow insert that you have, the sermon outline as we work through the Word of God together today. You can see the title of the message today is The Handiwork of God. And it's based on this psalm that we just chanted together, Psalm 139, especially this verse. I printed it for you on the top of your outline. For you, God, formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, friends, maybe you've heard it said before. Maybe you've even said it before. The quality of her life just isn't what it used to be. That sentence sort of really shows what we believe how life is given value. We tend to judge the value of someone's life based on what he or she can or cannot do 
what they can bring or give to us or to the world, or what they take from us or the world. So because of that, we tend to assign more value to the Olympic athlete than we do to the feeble grandma. More value to the healthy and less to the sick. More value to the born and less to those not yet born. But you see, the Bible is clear about something. The Bible is clear that the true value of human life does not depend upon what we can or cannot do. The true value of human life, we're going to see this today as we dig into the Word of God together, the true value of human life comes from God himself. And so based on God's Word today, I want to wrestle with this question. What has God done that gives value to human life? And so to start off, I'm just going to go right back to the very beginning, Genesis. The first answer, if you're filling in the blanks on your outline, is that God created life with his own hands. What has God done that gives value to life? Well, first of all, he created it with his hands. It was very clear in Genesis 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, those of you who have been with me ever in a Bible study know that whenever a word is repeated more than once, especially in the same sentence, in the same verse, it must be important. And how many times did we hear the word created in this one verse? Not once, not twice, but three times. It's almost like God is trying to say, all right, everybody, through the centuries, years to come, listen up. I created life. You don't create life. I make life. You don't make life. I'm the one who gives life value, not you. God created life. And if you read the whole creation of Genesis, the, when God created the earth and the heavens and everything in it, nowhere will you find such value and dignity given to anything else that God created than when he created human beings. Only human beings were created in God's image. Nothing else in God's creation is given that dignity and that value. Only human beings were perfectly holy and blessed. Only human beings had a perfect knowledge of God and his will. Only human beings were created to be immortal, to live with God forever. And only human beings were given rule over everything else that God made. This is remarkable, the value and the dignity that God gives to you and me and to all human life. King David in Psalm 8 tried to just grasp the meaning of the gift that God made, uh, gave us in our lives and the dignity he brought to our life. Listen as King David talks about the amazing thought that God made us just a little lower than himself. David said in Psalm 8, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. When I look at the night sky, and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place? 
What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them? Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority the flocks and the herds and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and everything that swims the ocean currents. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Isn't that just a beautiful poem, a beautiful psalm of the glory and value and the dignity that God gives to human life? And then he goes on. Right, reading on uh, in your outline, the next verse from Genesis 2. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And then the Lord made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. So now we have this close look at creation of the first man and woman. And don't you love the words that God uses? He says the man was formed by the hands of God. And God himself blew the breath of life into his nostrils. Again, you will not find this kind of intimate involvement in any of the other creatures that God made. He took special care of creating Adam, do you see? And he did the same with Eve. It says he made her from Adam's rib. Now, the word here in the original language Hebrew for he made her, right, is really he built her. He built her from Adam's rib. So look at the words that God used to talk about the creation of Adam and Eve. He formed Adam and he built Eve. Picture a potter forming a lump of clay or a craftsman carefully building a piece of furniture. Do you see what God is teaching us? With his hands, he formed and built men and women, making them in his own image. What a beautiful picture that we have of the value of human life. And again, the Bible is so clear about this. Again, in Psalm 139, we chanted it early. It says, for you formed me in my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Now, we know, of course, that God doesn't have these tiny little knitting needles that he uses inside of a mother's womb, right? But what's pictured here is this beautiful hands-on involvement on the creation of every human life that begins at conception already in the womb. God created us. God created life we might as well have a little string with a tag around our wrist that says, handmade by God. Wouldn't it be cool to walk around with that? We are handmade by God. He created us. So now let's go back to Isaiah 43, right, for another answer to what God does and gives to bring value to human life. If you're filling in your outline, we're already on the backside, page uh, part number two, right? What did God do to value life? God redeemed life with his hands. You can fill that in the blank. God redeemed human life, again, with his own hands. It's a beautiful thing, this verse. It says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Fear not. God's people of old, when this was written, had much to fear. 
For they had turned their backs on God. They had forsaken God and had turned to idolatry, to pagan idols. God had every right to punish them. And we also have plenty to fear. Our sin also separates from God. We also turn to our idols of our own making all the time. God has every right to punish us as well. But God loved what he made with his own hands so much that instead of punishing us, giving us what we deserve, he decided to buy us back. We have a word for that, to buy back. It's called to redeem. God redeems us from our lost and sinful condition. And because of that, we don't have to be afraid. Fear not. Again, I printed this verse in your outline from Hebrews 2.14. In order to redeem us, God had to do something. To buy us back, what did he do? Look, it says, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might destroy the power of death. You see, God's plan and his value for life was so great that he had his own son become one of those lives to take on human flesh. This happened. When did, when did God become human? The moment Jesus was conceived in the womb of Mary, he became flesh. And this redeeming process had to start there at conception because we too were sinful from the moment of our conception. So it's really, it is just beyond imagination, isn't it? That the creator of the universe would humble himself to become a speck of an embryo in the womb of a young woman, God himself. How great is God's love for human life that he would become that life so that he could redeem that life. Again, in 1 Corinthians, I printed this outline uh, on your outline. It says, you are not your own. You were bought with a price. There was more involved in this redemption project than just becoming a human being, right, to give even more value to life. But on the cross, Jesus paid the price that we owed because of our sins. God gave Jesus the punishment that we deserved, the awful price for the forgiveness of our sins and the eternal salvation of our souls was nothing less than the suffering and death of Jesus himself. Think about this. The very hands that knit you together in your mother's womb were now stretched out on the cross and bled to redeem, forgive, and buy you back. What value this gives to your life and to every human life. As we just read in 1 Corinthians, we were bought with a price, bought back. So it can be said then that every human life has value because every human life is a life created by God and every human life is a life redeemed, bought back, paid for by God. Now, finally, the third point. There is more that God does to give value to life than just creating us and redeeming us. Look at the verse from Isaiah 43. I printed it on your outline. 
I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through the sea, I am with you. And then in Isaiah 42, 6, he says, I will take hold of your hand. So if you're feeling in your outline, what does God do to give life value? He creates us. He redeems us. And point three, he holds us by the hand. It is amazing, isn't it? That the God who created you, redeemed you, now calls you to be his own. And he does this calling through holy baptism, where with his own hand, he reaches down through ordinary water and does an extraordinary thing. He takes us by the hand. He calls us by name. He claims us as his own. He redeems and forgives us and guarantees us a place in heaven and promises that never will he leave us and never will he forsake us, all in the gift of holy baptism. And once God claims you as his own, he promises that he will never, ever forsake you. Now, this doesn't mean that troubled times will simply vanish. But it means that whenever we go through these troubled times, God will be with us, holding us by the hand. You heard him say that I will, when you go through the sea, I will be with you. Well, the picture of the sea was always a picture for the Old Testament people of trouble and turmoil and hardship. It wasn't really literally the sea. It was a picture that God would be there for them as they went through the troubling seas and troubling parts of their lives. Whatever trouble they might encounter, God would be with them and take them by the hand. One last thing I want you to see and make sure you understand about this this promise that God will take you by the hand. Notice what it says. He says, I will take you by the hand. It doesn't say, you will take my hand. See, God's doing all the work here. God's doing all the promises here. God is the one who reaches down through baptism into your life, takes you by the hand and says, I've got you. No matter what sea you're going through, no matter where you're, whatever it is that you're facing, God says, I've got you. There's a great story that I think illustrates this. One Christmas, little Joey received a a coat with deep fur-lined pockets. And he talked his dad into taking him out for a walk just to see if the pockets would really do their job. His hands would stay warm on this cold winter day. So the winter weather cooperated in the experiment with blowing storms and ice-covered walks. And so as they were getting ready to go, Joey's dad said, you know, we should hold hands. Nope, said Joey. I want to keep my hands in my pockets. Well, you know what happened. The first patch of ice, whoop, down went Joey onto the ground. And as he brushed himself off, he said, well, Daddy, maybe I should hold your hand. So he reached up to grasp only a couple fingers of Dad's hand. And you know what happened when the next patch of ice came? Whoop, Johnny was down on the ground again. And then he looked up and said, Dad, maybe you should just hold my hand instead. See, that's the way it works. We don't hold on to God's hand. We don't have that power. We don't have that, that ability. But God holds our hand. 
and he holds us tight, and he walks with us through the sea and the storms of life, and he is with us because he loves us, because he created us, and because he redeemed us. Jesus has that great promise when he's talking about this idea that God holds us when he said, no one will tear them away from me. That's how loved you are. That's how precious and valuable you are to God, that he created you, that he sent his son to die for you and redeem you, and that he holds your hand. So, what has God done that gives value to human life? He's created us with his hands. He has redeemed us with those hands, and he holds us by the hand. God doesn't need any other criteria to value life. It doesn't matter to him if you are young or old, fit or feeble, born or not yet born. He gives value to life in all stages of development and in all conditions. And since God values life like this, we too should value life and do all that we can to protect life at all stages and love life just as God does. God bless you as you do that very thing in these challenging days. Amen. Well, friends, let's say, uh, let's confess to God what we believe about who he is, this great triune God. Today we'll use the words of the Nicene Creed. So would you please rise as together we confess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. His kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Apostle John said, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Hear us, O God, 
for your mercy is great. Gracious Father, we give you thanks and praise for Christ's rising from the dead, for we can now look forward to victory over death and life eternal in heaven with you. By Jesus' merit and intercession, guiding our hearts and minds according to your will for our lives. Keep us faithful throughout our life in this world and bring us safely into your presence on the last day. Hear us, O God, for your mercy is great. Gracious Father, thank you for the office of the holy ministry through which your spirit works among us through the means of grace. Guard and protect all who are called to be pastors that they may faithfully administer the sacraments and preach your truth for the benefit of your children. Cause those who are far from you to be drawn to faith in Jesus by the Spirit working through the gospel. Hear us, O God. For your mercy is great. Gracious Father, Jesus gave his followers a divine charge when he said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Help us by your spirit to use our time, talents, and treasures for this very cause. Bring success to our ministry partners, especially Celebration Lutheran School, Camp Luther, Habitat for Humanity, Vita, LWML, Children's Hope Chest, and Comfort Dog Ministries. And on this Sanctity of Life Sunday, we especially thank you and ask for your blessing on Vita's mission to affirm the lives of children born and unborn and their parents in the Fox Valley. Hear us, O God, for your mercy is great. Gracious Father, you bless the earth and make it fruitful, bringing forth an abundance of whatever is needed for, for the benefit of our lives. Protect and grant success to farmers as they plant their crops and labor to bring food to our tables. Grant them seasonable weather and fair markets so that they can successfully provide for their families and feed the world. Hear us, O God, for your mercy is great. Gracious Father, you provide for our every need throughout every chapter of life. Be with those whose lives are in transition as they move from the familiar to the unknown, including our high school and college graduates. Support them through the twists and turns of life and transform their challenges into blessings that help them grow in service to you and their neighbors. Hear us, O oh God, for your mercy is great. Gracious Father, you bless us with the gift of medicine and through the talents given to many healthcare professionals and first responders, you offer us help and healing in our time of need. Today, we ask for your healing touch, especially for Shirley Krauss, Bill Ryman, Donna Miller, Marvin Lemke, Aaron Cox, and the many others in our ongoing health and healing page. By your spirit, come to their aid and grant them comfort, relief, and healing. Hear us, O God, for your mercy is great. And we pray also that you would bless those who have lost loved ones this, this week. We remember today the family of John Brandt as they mourn the passing of his mother Florence and all who grieve the loss of loved ones. 
May the good news of everlasting life help them in their time of grief and remind them that their loved ones were created, redeemed, and taken by the hand to their place in heaven. Lord, we also have much to celebrate this day. We celebrate with Russ and Lori Hansen in 46 years together as husband and wife, and Mike and Tracy Henning in 32 years. Lord, we pray for these and all couples that their love for one another may always be a reflection of the love you have for them. And now into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now please be seated as we receive our offerings. And as the ushers come forward with the baskets, I want to thank you for your giving. Those of you who are online can see on the screen ways that you can also give. Uh, remember today, all loose plate offering is matched and given away to Vita. So thank you for joining us today in the mission we share to make Jesus known. Our offering hymn comes from Lutheran Service Book number 597, Water, Blood, and Spirit Crying. Water, blood, and spirit crying, by their witness testifying to the one whose death defying life has come with life for all.
And now, if you're able, please rise for our prayers. We're going to move forward in our worship folder to the Lord's Prayer, where we'll join together in praying the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, on the very night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now would be a good time for those of you who are home to take, eat, and drink the body and blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And those of us who are here, the peace of the Lord be with you. And please take a moment to share that peace with one another before you come forward to the Lord's table.
Our next hymn comes from Lutheran Service Book, number 821. Alleluia, sing to Jesus. Alleluia, alleluia, sing to Jesus. He is the scepter, he is the throne. Alleluia, alleluia, his the triumph, his the victory alone. Hark, the songs of peaceful Zion, thunder like multiple, like a mighty flood. Jesus, out of every nation, has redeemed us by his blood. We thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing time with you. For the Ministry Center locations, worship and education times, please visit our website at faithfoxvalley.org or you may call the church at 920-739-9191. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace.
friends, having received this great gift from God himself, now may this body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you, in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now as you go, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. And we'll close with the first verse of hymn 526, You Are the Way, Through You Alone. <laughs>